We got a huge announcement coming up, as well as Jim Cramer paying off his home with Bitcoin. And is there a market slowdown happening across the country? Sarah and I talk about it next on Tool Time. I'm Tom Tool. She's Sarah Timon. We're back on Tool Time. Big announcement here, Sarah. This is going to be our last show. Very but before, sad. before Wait, you cry, <laughs> before you cry, we'll still be around. Yeah. So, um, actually, really exciting news. We are going on the radio Tuesdays at 3 o'clock. Going to be the same show, same format, a little longer. It's on WWDB 860 AM radio. And Nick will still be doing his thing. We'll have it live on video. We'll be podcasting. So we'll still be here. Everyone, don't worry. We just wanted to let you know it's going to be a new time next week. And our first show is going to be next Tuesday, the 27th. So I'm assuming everyone's going to be tuning in. We're super excited to be there. More details forthcoming. Put it in your calendar. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if it does not in your calendar, it doesn't exist, right? So first story we got is about Jim Cramer, host of Mad Money on CNBC, and he got roasted for this on, on Twitter. Uh, so he paid off his home with Bitcoin, and he owns his home free and clear, very excited about it. And people were, I mean, they gave him a really hard time. So what do you think about all this? I mean, maybe some of them were just a little bit jealous also. But Good he, point. <laughs> so, yeah, he didn't sell all of his Bitcoin. He still kept about half of it, made a huge profit, had a, a realized gain from that, actually pulled the money out and then used that to pay off his mortgage. And he was getting a lot of uh, slack from people uh, saying that could have been invested in other in other places, that interest rates are really low. First of all, we don't know what his interest rates were for, yes. for his house. I mean, they could have been anything. And he took you know, money that he made from the market from a smart personal financial decision that he made quite a while back and used it to pay off some real debt. Um, I mean, I... I get that there's investors out there that say you could place that in, in other places and make more money. But honestly, at his age and everything, I think yes. it has to feel good to just pay off that mortgage. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't a small one. Yeah, well, so he's 66 years old. So I think that you got to get some perspective here. Yeah. Um, you know, that's retirement age for a lot of people. And maybe he doesn't want to be saddled with the burden of having to pay his mortgage every month if he wants to retire tomorrow. Sure. You know, I mean, you know, that, that, that's one thing. I want to read some of these tweets to you because I think it's, you know, this is typically what you get. It's like internet trolling. So uh, the first one was, uh, imagine selling the most superior monetary good in human history during its early monetization period to pay off dollar-denominated debt. Um, The next one, not to mention that mortgage debt is the least expensive form of debt financing available. Paying off a 3% 30-year money that is not marked to market is one of the most demonstrably idiotic financial decisions one could make. What a clown. I mean, this is this is pretty, and all caps, by the way. So you know, really, really <laughs> slammed at home. You know, I I, I agree with you. I, I you, we don't know his financial situation. Right. I'm sure all his money is not in Bitcoin. I mean, this yeah. guy has been on. I remember watching him in college when I was in business school, on Mad Money, talking about stocks and what's happened. I mean, this guy's had a lengthy career. He's also from Philadelphia, by the way, which is pretty cool. Um, and uh, he he said he bought Bitcoin when it was around twelve thousand a coin. You know what the price is today? Sixty thousand. Yes, sixty thousand, um, and it, it fluctuates a little bit, but it's right around there. So he made a ton of money. You know, part of financial independence is not having debt. And right. you know, if he has other money performing, well, maybe he doesn't want to get into risky stuff like Bitcoin right. because I think it's a super risky investment, no matter yeah. what anyone says. And I mean, it feels really good 
paying something off. Like there's like a certain uh, dollar amount that maybe you can't put on that feeling of being like, that's done. I paid it off. And I mean, when the whole GameStop thing happened recently, like yes. there were a lot of feel good stories out there for people who made a quick buck and then were like, hey, I paid off my student loans or I paid off my mortgage or whatever. And these were like average everyday people. And it was like, good for you. And now that it's Jim Cramer, they're like, what a stupid decision. But I would like to, you know, just defer to Kenny Rogers and be like, you got to know when to hold him. You got to know when to fold him. I think he made a good choice, and I like it. <laughs> well, and, and I, I agree. I think that you get in, you invest to eventually like pay off your debts and retire and not have to work anymore. And you know, Jim Cramer knows what he's doing. I mean, I don't care yeah. what anyone says. Like, I mean, you know, is he right all the time? Of course not. Nobody is. You know, he looked at it as, hey, I made phony money and it paid for real money. Because yeah. when you buy something at twelve grand and it goes up, you're not, you're not like pocketing that cash every month. It's just sitting there. That's kind of what the stock market's all about. And right. I still, like, I mean, you know, people could tell me I'm wrong, I, you know, I, and that, that's certainly fine. This cryptocurrency stuff is risky. And I think eventually people are going to get their asses handed to him with it. And he's getting out just like GameStop, right? Like, that was also super risky for the people that invested. And the feel-good stories are, the feel-good stories are great. And there's also people that probably lost some money on it. And yeah. they didn't know when to pull out. So I, I like the idea of, hey... Sell high, buy low, right? Yep. Your Kenny Rogers uh, analogy there, same thing. I think this was a good move. And I also am clear that people are way too cavalier with debt in general and often mm -hmm. live beyond their means and borrow too much. So maybe he's saying, you know what? I'm going to get debt free. Yeah. Because I can't imagine. I mean, what other debt could the guy have? I mean, it, it, as long as he's been on television, and maybe it was just time. And he just said, you know what? Screw it. Yeah. I don't want to have a mortgage anymore. And I completely agree that, like, I doubt this is his only, like, <laughs> money that he has in the market. You know? Like... <laughs> So, yeah. I'm glad to see people using Bitcoin for good because I think there's way too many people that are too invested in what's going to happen with cryptocurrency. And I don't know that a lot of people really understand it that are investing in it. Sure. So, good for Jim Cramer. Go Birds. I know you're an Eagles fan. He was on Post Game Live once. I don't know if you knew that. He was very exciting. So, local guy here. Glad to see he uh, paid off his mortgage. And I'm sure it's a pretty big mortgage tour. It probably right. has a pretty nice house. So I'd assume so. I'm all for being debt-free. Yeah. So I like this. Uh, next story we got is from Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac came out, and this was on Inman. They said, hey, there's a there's a housing downturn coming. There's going to be a market slowdown. What do you think about all this, Sarah? So I think their headline uh, maybe triggers that there's more going on here or something like crazy going on that uh, it leads you to think there's something else other than what there is. Um, I think that there, you know, there has been a drop in some of the mortgage originations, but that's something that we kind of anticipated and expected. So, you know, it's it's down a little bit, but there's a lot of different factors that uh, go into this and the market is still is still growing and is still booming. So I think that's like a little bit of a misleading headline. Yeah, well, and you know, it's funny because Keeping Current Matters came out with something on, I was on like their Instagram page or something. They said, beware of any real estate headline you read over the next couple months because everything, in real estate, they always look at like year over year, right? Well, this time last year, Sarah and I were on Zoom calls making prospecting calls, you know, like not leaving our houses. Nick was there too. He was, you know, we were in a very different spot. So, of course, anything relative to April of last year is not going to be relevant. I think, secondly, this isn't anything we haven't talked about before. Right. They're, they're looking at housing prices this year. Some of the predictions are we'll see housing prices go up another 6.6% .6 this year, and then 
it'll decrease to a 4.4% year-over-year appreciation, which is still better than the average that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right about the, uh, the, the mortgage originations. Uh, Fannie Mae's predicting a half a trillion dollar drop in mortgage in the amount of mortgages like actual like mortgage volume so whatever the mortgage amount is this year and then another trillion drop next year but of course because what's happening here is people are getting out of their houses there, there's a huge travel boom going on right now people got that second shot with their vaccine or their first one they're like and going they're like, on vacation go. <laughs> uh, there's more discretionary spending happening and ultimately the market couldn't have kept up like this forever like this was a lightning in the bottle moment mm-hmm. where you had pent-up demand and millennials and everything else and the market's still going to be strong it's just not going to be as strong as it was probably the past three four five six months is what they're really talking about and you know that that to me is really what the headline is and i think you got to be very careful with this like clickbait that gets put out there about the housing market because when you look at the data it's most of the experts have been talking about this for months now this is nothing yeah. new right and it's it, it will still be a very very incredible strong market i mean it's not like now things are just flipping back to you know whatever it's yeah i think that the the headline was a little misleading well and the real estate market's been on this unprecedented run since about the third quarter of 2012 when we came out of the 2008 recession and it's continued to move at a fast pace so this is the same thing that's been happening and I th- the signal, though, I see, and we talked about this. We, we actually just talked about this at our meeting here, um, that we uh, our training that we had. Is you look at locally what's happening in Montgomery, Chester, Delaware counties, as well as Philadelphia. The number of new listings this month, meaning this past month, meaning the month of, month of March, it's the first month where new listings outpaced pending sales since June of last year. Uh, so just to give you some perspective, there was about a hundred new listings. Versus 100 more new listings than pending sales in Chester County. Delaware County was pretty close. The Delta was only about 32, 33 homes. Montgomery County, it was, again, about a, about 100 more new listings than pending sales. And Philadelphia was about 400 more. And we know the inventory has been a little inflated there anyway relative to the rest of the rest of the marketplace here. So, And at the same time, look at these like inventory numbers. It's all less than a month, and Philadelphia is a 1.38-month supply. So it's the same thing. Right. Uh, so I, I don't – you know, you got you to be really careful reading this stuff. And – so, like, what does this mean for the market? So you're a buyer right now. Right. Like, how do you read into this? What, what, what does this all mean? I think it's um, a glimmer of hope a little bit for <laughs> some of the people who are really feeling beaten down. Now, this is nothing. This does not mean that all of a sudden the supply issue is solved. Agreed, yeah. Um, there's still inventory is absolutely still a major factor that needs to be considered. But things, people are starting to list a little bit more. It's going to give a little bit more... Um, options and uh it's it's a good sign so um i'm excited for some of the buyers out there again this this doesn't mean it's going to be easy but um it's it's moving in a good direction for them so what about the buyer that says i want to wait i saw the headline (laughs) i want to (laughs) wait you're going to be waiting for a long time buddy if you want to (laughs) wait for everything just to be you know smooth easy um it's it's still going to be a competitive market um but this is going to give you a little bit, a little bit more flexibility. Hopefully, um, open up a couple more things. But for the buyer who wants to wait, you're not doing yourselves any favors. Um, you know, these homes are going to continue to, uh, you know, appreciate here. There, each month that you wait, in addition to the fact that mortgage rates are slowly ticking up, you are losing money. Short of if, unless if you know that you're about to like come into a ton of money. Um, what, what did John say? So John Rayback, uh, one of our agents, he, he said this pretty 
pretty eloquently in our in our meeting um, in a way that because this, this, people say this all the time. Um, it was, uh, hey, are you coming into some money or are you getting a raise? Was his yeah. question uh, right to, to a buyer? So because like rates, I mean, they're gonna they're still ticking up a little bit, mm-hmm. and and a lot of what Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac said was that. They're, the rate uh, uptick is one of the reasons why they're predicting this little bit of a slowdown here. And you can see that with inventory. But also, we're in kind of like the seasonal market when the most homes hit the market anyway. Right. Except 2020. Cause right. Because everything that happened. So uh, so I, I, so but you're telling buyers if they see the right home, they should, they should pull the trigger on it, right? Unless Absolutely. they want to pay more. Right. Unless if they want to pay more, waiting is not a smart move at this point. If you're a serious buyer and you want to if you want to get into a new home, waiting is, is not a good move for you. All these people hating on Jim Cramer, that they, they're saying you should buy it at, at, at 3%. I mean, that probably makes a lot of sense. They should be taking our advice here and just buy a house, right? right. Instead of uh, complaining that he's not buying Bitcoin. What about sellers? I mean, so I'll give you my view on sellers. Maybe you can chime in here. My view on sellers is that if you have a place lined up where you're ready to go to, you know, prices, they'll still probably go up a little bit, but are buyers going to be willing to spend as much or waive terms like they have been? Because I don't know that it's, if the market slows down a little bit, my yeah. anticipation is... Home inspections are going to be more the norm. It's going to be a little easier to get those contingencies agreed to. What do you think about all that? Yeah, I mean, no one here has a crystal ball. So we can't say what exactly is going to happen. What we know is happening right now is people are waiving across the board all inspections. People are waiving different uh, types of appraisals. Um, There's a lot that is moving in favor for the seller. What will happen as this continues to progress? we don't know it probably won't be able to stay at exactly this point um forever so (laughs) you know a couple months a lot what we've noticed uh month over month uh just here in the this year is a lot changes each month so next month things could could get a little bit better for the buyers here could get a little less of an advantage for the sellers i mean i think they're definitely still going to have an advantage but Mm -hmm. um you know, I would say if you're a seller and you've been kind of like tinkering with the idea and you do have your next place lined up, why wait? I mean, this is jump in. I would jump in now. Well, and you bring up a good point, too, because the other factor, and it's been kind of a wonky one this year, is like schools and like getting your kids into school. Like we're in the time of year where historically people want to move over the summer. So if they're going to have to move to a new school for their kids, they can get them all settled in. They can do that. And you know, a lot of people said, "Oh, forget about school; it's all virtual." Well, not anymore. I mean, right. you know, people are—they're—they're they're going back to school. I mean, what we're anticipating, it, my kids go to public school, is that they're going to be in full time. So, you know, it, you bring up a good point that, like, yeah, you can still do well on the price, but you might have to deal with an inspection. And and we're starting to see like some of these deals; these homes have to get sold two and three times because buyers are getting cold feet right now. Like they—they mm-hmm. feel like they might be overpaying a little bit, or they don't like the house, or they change their mind, or they see something better because, again. There's more opportunities coming to the market than there were in the first quarter. Sure. So don't buy the headline is what we're trying to. I, I think exactly. we're, we're both on the same page here. So good stuff, Sarah. Excellent analysis, as always. Let's talk about a cool local event. And I hope it doesn't get rained out. Um, it's the Food Truck Frenzy at Lynn Villa Orchards. Um, so if you guys don't know where Lynn Villa Orchard is, it, it's, uh, it's over in Media. It's in Middletown Township. Um, this is going to be Saturday, the 24th from 11 to 5. I'm going to tell you all the names of the food trucks. Okay. And I want you to tell me which one you would eat from immediately. Okay. All right. This is a little, this was not planned here. Um, there's a lot of barbecue. 22 barbecue food truck. Albie's yes. burger truck. Yes. 
You're yet okay. We're gonna I'm, we're gonna get yes wrong. <laughs> um, Doctor, what's its Wonder Balls? What? Uh, <laughs> this is what it says here: Barclays Barbecue, Dos Gringos, mm -hmm. Jeremiah's Custom Cuisine, Mojo Loco. I'm guessing that's some sort of taco truck. The Nacho Depot. I like the name of that one. Yes. Chank's Grab and Go. I don't know what that is. And Cupcake Carnival. And then for they're doing something called Donuts for Donations. If you bring a non-perishable food item to donate to the media food bank, food bank, excuse me, you'll get one of the free apple apple I can't pronounce today apple cider donuts. Mm. That's a oh, very that's, fall treat. Yeah, wrong season, but I'll eat it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you are eight months pregnant, so I mean, yeah, but nine. Apple, nine, okay. I didn't. Apparently, you're pregnant ten months, not nine. I've I had three kids and didn't know that. Well, I, I mean, I've been through this, so I don't know. Apple cider donuts, great donut, wrong season. I do agree with you. Yeah. But they are, this is like their signature thing, which I like. So yeah. um, I hope it doesn't get rained out. This sounds like a really cool event. And they've got, they also have, wait, they have, there's more. They have brewery. Ship Bottom Brewery. They have a beer garden and a winery coming, Harvest Ridge Winery. Um, and uh, you can go, so have you ever been to Lynn Villa before? Yes. So what, like, your go-to activity, now it is for kids, but like if you're, you're there. What are you? What are you looking for? Like, what do you like doing the most? The so, train rides, the barnyard animals. <laughs> so I've been there before for apple picking, which was fun. Um, I have walked around and checked out some of the animals that they have out there. Um, we've like met friends of ours that have little kids, so we kind of walked around and did that. And I was there once for a very disappointing strawberry festival. Um, <laughs> I thought there was going to be a lot more like cool strawberry stuff going on, and there wasn't. But um, I'm mostly there for the fruits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is pretty cool picking your own apples and stuff. Although you got to go at the right time because yeah. usually like the best apples are picked over. Like I'm a Honeycrisp apple kind of person. Ah, oh, Fuji. I mean, that's like the goat apple in, in my view. But that's another story. F they did have a lot of Fujis, but like they had a lot of like golden delicious and that sort. The Honeycrisp were very picked over. Yeah. More importantly, this is a great local business, and you're going to be outside. It sounds like it's going to be safe, distanced, yeah. all that stuff. A lot of people are vaccinated right now, so you might not even care. Uh, great thing to do, and I just hope it doesn't rain because, like, we're finally getting in like the good weather season. And uh, you know, adults, if you're sick of dealing with your kids, you can go have a beer and, and take the edge off. I know I've done that before, so oh, yeah. cool local place to support. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't get rained out. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope so. So that's what we got this week. This is our last show in the studio here. We'll see you guys on the radio next week. Very exciting. Catch you guys soon. Take care.